In the name of Jesus Christ, good morning to all of our Asbury Theological Seminary exiles around the world. I'm, I'm coming to you this morning from our home in the Kentucky Shire. Um, you know, these are certainly strange and confusing days, aren't they? I mean, who could have thought that we'd be having chapel like this in the spring semester? But you know, I'm so thankful that we can use the technology of the world for God's purposes. I mean, just think back a few weeks ago, uh, life seemed pretty normal for us, didn't it? And now we're all separated physically from one another. Well, I pray you're well, and I pray that you're keeping up with all of your classes. Um, I hope you know that class hasn't been canceled, they've just moved online. Let's make sure that everybody's clear about that. A few days ago, I snuck into my office on campus, although I probably shouldn't have said that, uh, to retrieve some books, and our campus wasn't the same as it usually is. Uh, the, the parking lots were empty, uh, the lights were turned off in the administration building, even the elevator uh, was disconnected. There was nobody around. And it, and it hit me just in the few minutes that I was in the building, how real all of this is. I mean, our family has already been a bit stressed this, this year. Um, our, our daughter's getting married this summer in Texas, and we're all excited, but planning a wedding is, is not always a peaceful uh, time in one's life. But now we're thinking, will this COVID-19 affect the wedding? Uh, when do we send invitations out? Will our vendors cancel on us? There's so much stress. What are we going to do? And so the other day, I opened up 1 Peter chapter 1. And I discovered that my perspective on this pandemic was 180 degrees from where it should have been. In, in 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter begins by calling the recipients of his letters um, exiles of the dispersion. Maybe we kind of feel like that right now. And, and then starting with verse 3, listen to these words. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice even if now for a little while you have to endure and suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Thanks be to God for his holy word. So Peter's writing to Christians uh, who are facing the trial of persecutions. They didn't know if each day would be their last day. Yet Peter tells them to rejoice, not in their dire situations, but to rejoice in who God is. Many of us aren't used to living as the diaspora. We're used to being together. Congregations and other communities of faith are finding themselves, hopefully in a short-term situation, in which we're isolated from each other. You know, maybe we've taken for granted the very gift of being together. 
Peter's writing to Christians who were scattered all over the known world, who didn't know each other, yet they were connected in a spiritual way as the body of Christ. Now, we're used to being connected with each other through social media and FaceTime, text messages, emails, um, Facebook live streaming, and lots of other uh, forms of of distance communication. And during this COVID-19 situation, I think that we're learning, at least I hope we're learning, that communication is not necessarily community. We're having to adapt and to do the very best we can. I mean, I was saddened to learn that my hybrid class couldn't meet on campus in late April, yet we learn to adjust and we move on. This is how the body of Christ has functioned since our inception. Despite changing times and cultures, the timeless message of Christ continues and disciples are made. Though we make adjustments to the delivery method of the eternal hope that we have in Christ, the truth of the apostolic message remains the same because God doesn't change. You know, I've always believed that life is more about perspective than it is about our situation. So as the days of being isolated from one another drag on, I think it would help us if we had an eternal perspective to all of this. God is our hope because God is not bound to this world. This is the message that we have for the world during this pandemic. Life on planet Earth can change in an instant. But God is the only unchanging, steady presence in our lives. As Christians, our ultimate hope is not in vaccines. It's not in governmental help or an ample supply of bathroom tissue. Listen again to these words from Peter. By his great mercy, God has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. See, approaching this pandemic with an eternal perspective is the hope that we have. And it's the hope that the world desperately needs. You remember what Paul writes in in Romans 14, 8, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Our hope is in the Lord because this life on planet earth is not the expanse of our lives. What does it say about our society when we hoard grocery products like our lives depended on them? What does it say about the spiritual climate of the North American culture when a YouTube video of movie stars singing John Lennon's atheistic song, Imagine, is giving millions of people a false hope. We know that the real hope of the world is in Almighty God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's our responsibility as Christ's representatives on earth to make sure that other people know this as well. Peter writes that his expectation is that the genuineness of our faith, 
will result in praise and glory and honor. Are you finding praise and glory and honor to be the words that describe you in these strange days? Is Christ being revealed through you during these trying times? See, we who are the body of Christ have an opportunity to shine the light of Christ for people who are scared, who are anxious, who are worried, who are angry, who are financially strapped. I mean, I'll be honest, when I've left my house in the past couple weeks, I've been on the lookout for people who might even look like they might sneeze. Stay away from me. I certainly don't want to downplay our situation. There are people dying from this pandemic and supplies of all kinds are running short. But on a deeper level, we who are the body of Christ have been given a gift in this pandemic. To paraphrase Esther chapter four, God has put us on this earth for such a time as this. People are looking for answers to all of this. See, it's in difficult times that the historic church has always been the most open to holy creativity. So in these new difficult days, may the Lord do a new thing among us that we've never seen before, that we've never thought about doing before, so that we can be the faithful church that God has called us to be. The other day, I, I received a phone call from a Waco, Texas phone number. Now, Cheryl and I consider Waco uh, home, but I had no idea whose number this was. But hey, it was from Waco, so I answered the phone. Uh, the call was actually from a church member at our home church that I served more than 25 years ago. I didn't know this person, uh, but she was simply calling people in the church's computer database just to pray with them. See, this congregation's adaptation of pastoral care in a season of physical isolation became a blessing in my life. See, during the pandemic, as this congregation in Waco knows, the body of Christ is not on hold. Local churches shouldn't just wait this out till it's over. Our prayer is that God will be glorified and that people will come to faith in Christ in the midst of this. How will our generation of disciples quickly adapt the means of doing ministry without changing the message of our ministry. I think this can happen if, like Peter and the other apostles, we have an eternal perspective to all of this. Now, we take care of business here on earth to keep everybody safe. But because God is who God is, our hope is beyond this world. Well, but before we share a final worship song together, I'd like to pray for you. Will you join me? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we just give you thanks that you are with us in the midst of all of this. There may be times, Lord, when we can't sense or hear your Holy Spirit or feel your Holy Spirit, but we know you're here. Lord, I pray that you give us a perspective on all of these many details of life that have been disrupted with an eternal perspective. No matter what happens here on earth, you are still in your holy throne.
no matter what happens on the on this earth nothing can separate us from you no matter what happens in this earth we are still your people that you call to be a light in a dark society so lord i pray that you will use all of us to bring hope to people uh, all around us even as we are in isolation lord Give us creative insights on how we, your people, can keep ministering to others and sharing the gospel in this time of being separated from each other. And Lord, in the midst of all of this, may you be glorified. May you be the one that people see and not us. We thank you, Lord, that we can talk to you because you're here. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have to represent you well to everybody we encounter every day. And we pray all of this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Well, may God continually bless you by filling you with an eternal hope in these uncharted waters where we find ourselves today. God bless you.